Hello and welcome back to Security Insights, the podcast that takes a deeper look at today's most important issues in cybersecurity and beyond. I'm Stephen Pritchard, editor and presenter. Our guest in this episode is Philippe Courteau. Courteau is the chairman and CEO of the security vendor Qualys. Born in France, Courteau studied physics before working in the computer industry. In the late 80s, he moved into medical imaging, where he won international recognition for his work promoting breast cancer screening. After that, he moved on and founded CC Mail, selling that business to Lotus, and then held other senior leadership positions in IT before joining Qualys, a company he'd already invested in, in 2001. There, he's pioneered cloud security, Over the last two decades, he has dedicated his time to staying one step ahead of the hackers. In this Insights interview, he discusses the ever-faster evolution of cyber threats, the role of automation, the need for industry collaboration, and the role of governments and law enforcement in reducing cybercrime. I started by asking him to describe his original mission for Qualys. The mission was to try to identify vulnerabilities on, on the internet-facing devices of our customers before the hackers could do, so they could essentially remediate or eliminate or mitigate those vulnerabilities. And as you can realize, doing that from the cloud make, made a lot of sense. What was interesting is that the marketplace was not really, in fact, very hot for the cloud. In fact, security people were very leery of the cloud. But If you want to look at your network from the outside, I used to say at the time, if you want to look at yourself bicycling, don't try to take a picture of yourself, have somebody else taking that picture. And that's exactly what our value proposition was. So we could look at your network. We built, of course, uh, a cloud-based solution, which was essentially scanning uh, the network of our customers continuously. So uh, we, in, in hope and successfully, by the way, that we could be always ahead of the bad guys. Now, at the time, you had plenty of time because the time from one discovered vulnerability to having an exploit being in the wild uh, was taking significant significant amount of time. Now, today, as I'm sure you very well know, uh, most of the time vulnerabilities has been uncovered and the and the exploit is already there. So today. Security, which at the time was a big problem of accuracy, has now become, of course, still a problem of accuracy, but also a problem of scale, because now you have to do that since now we speak about the global uh, hybrid network is not anymore your perimeter. And it's, you have to essentially be aware of your entire computing environment, what, since everything connects with everything. And then now it has become also a problem of immediacy. So the challenge of security has, has really grown significantly. And we believe, and we believe, we believe then, but now we are absolutely certain that you cannot solve that problem with traditional enterprise security solution. Very similar to uh, with Siebel System and Salesforce.com, you could not further deploy that CRM application, not that Siebel System was not a very good application, it was, but you could not deploy it deployed at the, at the required scale. And that's, that's why the cloud-based solution or SaaS solution of Salesforce.com took over 
and a civil system could not really re-architect in time to really combat, uh, you know, combat uh, Salesforce.com. So I think the same, the similar thing is happening now in security. So we're going to see major changes coming into the security industry where there are too many solutions. Uh, in fact, the reason why there are so many solutions is because security has its own problem, which are, again, as I mentioned, accuracy. And so in, if you look back at the history of security, those companies which were the most accurate, you know, uh, Qualys being one of them on the vertical assessment, were becoming the best of breed and therefore the one thriving. Uh, the problem is that, and this is, and security, as, as you probably know, has so many different facets. So you need to really now have the global view. So companies like Symantec, uh, Symantec, McAfee, Cisco, uh, try to acquire those best of breed enterprise security solutions to try to create a, a kind of a one solution, that magical console, as I call it. And we knew that that would not work because you cannot easily integrate enterprise uh, security solution or any kind of enterprise solution. It's a question of architecture because they all have different databases, different consoles. Uh, you need to deploy them, integrating them is extremely difficult. However, we believed that taking a cloud model approach, which means you can now put all the data into one place, assuming that you capture the proper data or telemetry, as it's called, and now you can suddenly have the benefits of having a bigger visibility. You can throw as much computing power as you like and therefore create a suite of fully integrated best-of-breed solution, which is exactly what Qualys has done. Now, it took us a long, long time to really be capable of scaling, if you prefer, uh, our solutions at the scale. Uh, today, which is essentially at the scale of the planet. And that's what today we are going to see significant consolidation in our industry because a lot of these enterprise security solutions, which were getting a lot of money from the VCs, a lot of financing, uh, now today, of course, in the hope of uh, solving that very complex problem and, and getting bigger and bigger problem of security, and now today, of course, the VCs are starting to realize that uh, we have entered, they have entered diminishing returns. And now it's much more about cloud-based architecture. So if you don't have a cloud-based architecture, it's probably too late for you to be capable of, of doing. And remember the days of the, of the mini-computer. That's exactly what happened to the mini-computer. If you look at the history of computing, we had first the mainframe, which was essentially very big, large mainframes. Uh, communication lines were pretty straightforward. They were, you know, private lines, and then down terminals. All of that was secured by the vendors. And now suddenly, of course, the mini computer came in. So that was distributing the computing power to the company who could afford them. Then the mini computer came in, same architecture, but of course with the reduced footprint. So now you could bring the computing power to the labs and to the departments within the organization. And then client server came in which distributed the computing power now through the client, the network, and the, and, the, and, and the servers to everybody within the companies. And that's obviously the mini computer could not re-architect in time, and they all disappeared. You know, where are the deck, the digital equipment, the primes, the data general, etc. they all disappeared. I think the same predicament is happening now to our security industry. It's, it's happening now today in the broad computing power, 
where you see the emergence, of course, of Microsoft, who did a fantastic job at re-architecting in time. If Microsoft would not have re-architected, so today they have a formidable solution with Azure. So they are back in the race, and of course they can leverage their prior position, just like IBM did in the past, which was the only one. And today you could see that things are changing in the overall computing world, and now it's going to absolutely change significantly in the security world. Well, you talk there about a number of challenges, so accuracy and the ability to scale, and ability to scale can be addressed through moving to the cloud. But what about speed? Because that's the other thing that has become far more of an issue with the growth of zero-day exploits in particular, and the problem that organizations, even if it's not a zero-day, are simply not detecting vulnerabilities or intrusions quickly enough. Now, this is exactly what I call by immediacy, but you're absolutely right. So you could you could call, call it speed. So you have scale, which is the size, the amount of data that you need now to manipulate and analyze in real time and effectively speed. So this is this is the problem. So you need to maintain accuracy, which in, in the terminology of security means minimum, if not false positive and false negative, because obviously uh, this is, you know, if you have too many false positive, that's not viable. Uh, I, I used to be the CEO of a medical company with mammography, and I learned that very well because the same problem was there. Like if you were doing a mammogram, and a false positive was not very good because you were now sending a woman to a biopsy, which not only was expensive, but also was creating a lot of anguish in the women. Do I have a cancer? Yes or no? And then, of course, the false negative, which is not detecting a tumor, was even worse because now, of course, you were risking that you know, to essentially have that cancer growing um, at, at, you know, to a point that it was too late. So uh, that I was very sensitive to that. So that's the problem of security remains. Uh, and then effectively, as you said, you have now a problem of scale, uh, huge, as I mentioned, we're managing today nine petabytes of data, which is quite significant across 15,000 customers. Um, and of course you have the immediacy or the speed at which you need, everything has to be real time. So the way we, we solve the problem of real time at Qualys is we, in fact, designed quite a few years ago, well ahead of anybody, uh, uh, agent. So we started with the scanning technology, which is like the hacker, you scan the network. The problem with that is that this is, you know, uh, not con not really continuous and uh, it takes time. Uh, and so you don't have that immediacy that I was talking about. So we had the idea of, we created a, what we call a cloud agent, which is an agent that very small, three megabytes, where you, where, wherever you can put that agent, uh, the agent now beams up the changes and all these changes are beamed up into our backend where we analyze all of that in real time. So we have today more than 50 million of those agents deployed. Uh, and the beauty of that solution is that our agent consolidate many, many different other uh, traditional security solution. Not only we can do the global, the asset inventory in real time, continuously up to date, we can also de detect the vulnerabilities, obviously, the, the configuration, the misconfiguration, the file integrity as well. Uh, now we have moved into endpoint protection, so we detect malware. And, uh, and of course, uh, we do the patch management, so our agent can push the patches uh, as well. So it gives you, with one single small little agent, you have now the real time and, 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 and the scale. 
fundamentally. And that's what is very unique with our architecture. Then we added the ability to sniff the network. So we also bring all that data into our backend. So not only we have the view of what is on the devices, the kind of new software which has been installed, uh, all the, you know, everything about the device, but now we can see what's coming in and out of the device and we can correlate and analyze all of that information in real time. So in order for us to do that, we have 140 open source engine to give you from some of your audience, if they're technical, the scale at which we operate. So I mentioned nine petabytes of data. We indexed seven trillion data points on our Elasticsearch cluster. Six months ago, we're only indexing three. So you can see as we continue gaining customers and analyzing more information, that amount of data is just it's just continuing growing exponentially. And then we move on our Kafka bus, about 5 billion messages a day between all these different engines. Uh, we pump a million writes per second on our log analysis backend, which is Cassandra. And I can go on and on and on. So scale is really very important and scale immediacy and accuracy. So given the huge amount of data that has to be analyzed now and also the size of the threat landscape so the frequency of the threats and the variety of them do you believe that really we have to be looking to automate security now yes absolutely absolutely and that's a very good point and the the key to automation is the elimination of false positive and false negatives you cannot automate something if you are not sure that yes you have a problem and so, so I, I don't think we will ever be able to automate uh, completely because you still need to have the human element at the end of the day because, uh, again, it's a complex environment. However, we are going to make, and we, Qualys, are making significant progress toward that automation. So if you look, for example, we launched, and again, I'm not here to really uh, did, did, you know, do advertisement on our company. It's much more for the discussion. But because of all that huge effort we did in the back end, we introduced recently what we call VMDR, which is Vermity Management Detection and Response, where we, first of all, create your global ITS inventory continuously, automatically, it's automated, uh, and you cannot secure, by the way, what you don't know. We identified any de device instantly that connects to your network. From there, we, we all, of course, analyze, analyze in real time vulnerabilities, we have, uh, after that, a prioritization engine, which is going to really tell you, according to the threats and many other information, those vulnerabilities that you need to remediate in the utmost priority. And then, of course, we have the patch management and the mitigation capabilities, so you could mitigate and, and, uh, or eliminate, you know, or, or, or patch. So you eliminate those vulnerabilities. All of that is essentially one single application Everything is click, click, click. You have nothing to install, nothing to update, nothing to nothing. All the workflows are creating for you. So we give you a full managed vulnerability management program uh, and essentially mostly automated. So uh, you have very little now to do, except, of course, having the machine that, that can do that for you. Uh, and then, of course, we have, we have moved this in a very similar way very recently with EDR. Uh, which is endpoint detection and response as well. And of course, now moving into what's, what is called now XDR, which is into further automating. So we're coming up with an incidence response solution by the end of the year. So all that is going to be all integrated into one, one single platform where one, you collect the telemetry continuously and in real time. 
Second, you analyze all of that. And third, you respond. And, uh, and the more automated you can be, the better. Going back to something you said there, you can't analyze what you don't know. Correct. How big a problem is it that organizations don't have a full picture of their network and of their IT assets? The reason why in the era of client server, security was not an issue because it was inside the company and then the viruses came. Oh, wait a minute. And then after that, we were starting now to connect to the outside. Oh, now the land became a one. And now we're connecting. Now today, what you have to realize is that everything connects with everything across the internet. The corporate network, by the way, is shrinking, which is another very bad news for a lot of the security actors, because why would you want to have a corporate network and all of its complexity and its degrees of segmentation when you can today uh, essentially have all of your, most of your application, if not all of your application in the cloud, and you access them via the internet, which is significantly more convenient. And now security, instead of having been done by you, as is done now by these providers of these uh, cloud solutions, which are now building security in, and that's something that we have qualities have been advocating many, many years uh, earlier. And this is what we've done with Microsoft, which has embedded our agent, for example, in, in Azure. So if you're an Azure customer, you go to the security center, you click on the link, uh, we give you, thanks to courtesy of the Qualys agent there, the entire view of your inventory of your assets on Azure, and you click on the second link, and we give you the, the security and compliance posture, and you click on the third link, which has nothing to do with, with Qualys, which is all Microsoft, where you create your playbook and you remediate. So in those environments, security in Azure has become click, 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 three clicks, nothing to install, nothing to update, nothing to really manage. The only thing you do, you bring your policies. And that's what we call building security in. So in that new environment, the problem is that for many companies today is that that environment has become totally hybrid between, and I will go back to COVID, between your endpoints, which now could be at home, uh, could travel all over the world, uh, could be on personal computer, on, could, could be on your company computers. Uh, those computers connect to your network, connects to the via the internet to other cloud solutions. Uh, so the attack surface has significantly increased and the tools, of course, being enterprise security software tools, I've, I've, not, I've not been able to keep up. And for example, we offered during COVID and still, you know, that, that we're just coming at the end. How do you patch, how do you patch a computer which is at home? And, and you cannot do that through the connection to your network because now you have an issue of bandwidth. So what we did because of our agent, if that laptop or that device has an, a Qualys agent, then that Qualys agent can pull the patch from the cloud. And now, of course, you don't depend anymore of your corporate network to essentially identify the vulnerabilities on that network. Not only, by the way, identify where is that computer located, what is is is, is security exposures? Uh, we know everything about that device. What are the applications that that device has downloaded, and then effectively do the remote patching via the internet. And that's obviously COVID has just amplified the problem. But the problem has, was there already, except that corporate that security people and IT people didn't didn't really want to address it because they were used to their current environment and of course moving into any kind of new environment is always something that 
you know, you have always the resistance uh, in the beginning. And then after a certain period of time, of course, that resistance uh, fades. And that's where we are today. So we have reached about the tipping point. But I can tell you, it was for us a long, long road because the security people were not really very, very open to the cloud. Uh, and for some good reasons, that there were more reasons which were more, uh, I would say, in their mind than being really technical. Uh, and the reason was that, oh, if the data is in the cloud, I don't have the control of the data anymore. And that's a very valid question. The reality is that you could have cloud implementation, like the one that we have done, whereby the customers can be assured of the location of the data. And uh, so we have multiple platforms uh, in, in, uh, in the world. So we can ensure that, for example, the platform, the, the data for customers will not leave you know, the EU, for example. So all of that can be done technically. But again, there was a misconception in the beginning that uh, once you put your data in the cloud, you don't know where that data is. So in some cases, yes, because it's a different use cases. So if you look at the case of Google, for example, they have multiple uh, huge servers all around the world. But what do these servers do? They index the web. So you can, from any place um, on the planet, have almost instant access to that information. Because, of course, they replicate a lot of the data everywhere. So, but that's a different use case than having, of course, applications where you essentially want to make sure that they reside in a certain place and that you have the control of the data. So, again, so technically it's feasible, but again, it needs to be implemented. So, certainly with COVID, it's uh, it's shone a light on some security practices that maybe weren't the best, and organizations are going to have to work to close down some of those vulnerabilities. But do you think that we are... COVID aside, are we on a trajectory where the environment is becoming riskier? And do you think that boards of organizations in particular still maybe don't take cybersecurity quite seriously enough? I think they they all take cybersecurity for the immense majority well, uh, seriously. The reason is because if you're rich, that's not fun. And everybody knows it. Uh, And you open your newspaper. However, the problem that companies are facing today is that heterogeneous world and they don't have enough resources and people and you cannot throw money at the problem because today you have the, the for example some companies most companies it's fine have nine ten different agents on on an endpoint that's not good how could you manage all of that they have between 20 to 50 uh, we know some companies who have 100 security and compliance solutions so they are piling up this enterprise software so that's what has to disappear. And of course, it means that your corporate network, which was in fact your corporate jewels, it's something of the past. The, the corporate network is shrinking and will shrink to be replaced by what? By the internet. Why would you want to use your corporate network to move you know, data uh, when in fact the internet does that for you at the scale of the planet and for essentially free? Now, it means that today, if you look at the component of that new global architecture, which is that cloud, it means you have three components. The same thing that client-server is very similar to client-server, by the way, except that it's at a much bigger scale. When the client-server world, you had the servers, you had the LAN, which became a one, and then you had the endpoints, which were the PCs. So you had essentially 
So the computing power was distributed, you know, between the servers and the client across the LAN. And of course, security became important once it was open, once your corporate network was open to the world via the one. And that's where we saw the firewall coming in and on and on and on, and the attacks. So that the world was relatively simple. Now today you have the cloud is the same architecture, except at a very different scale. You have now these data centers, which could be public, private, uh, with infinite computing power, infinite storage capabilities, the internet as the mean of communication, and of course the endpoints. And so the computing power now being distributed, depending on the use case between, okay, I do 90% of the work in the servers and 10% on the endpoint, or I do 20% of the work on the endpoint and 80% on the server, whatever use cases that is. Now, the, the challenge, of course, is like, like with the corporate network, like, like with the client-server architecture, you need to secure these three components. So in the client-server, you need to secure the servers, and then you need to secure the LAN ones, and then you need to secure the, the, the PCs. So here, you need to do the same thing. You need to secure the internet even more, and I will talk about that a bit later. You need, of course, to secure your, your big data center, and then you need to secure the endpoint. And that does require a different architecture than your traditional uh, network-centric, enterprise-centric security solutions. So you need to have a pure cloud solution to be capable of securing that new cloud architecture, obviously. So if you look at the internet today, it's a little bit sad that uh, we still have issues on the internet. It's getting better, but very slowly to my taste. Google make, for example, a very big push uh, quite a few years ago to ensure that every communication between the clients and the, and, 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 and the website was done via SSL. And they were very successful at doing that. That brought a degree of security uh, to the communication via the internet. Today, they are pushing, when you look today, that we can spoof a DNS and that still, you know, I was the CEO of CCML, I cannot believe still today that we have not improved the email protocol, so you don't know who, you, who the sender is, which, of course, it's a bonanza for the fisher, for people who do phishing, because you don't know, really, you can spoof you know, the sender. So all of that should be resolved at some point in time. It's a question of standard that you need to, of course, define and then implement. So we still have a, some, some big work, and that's what one of the push of Google today, which is to essentially ensure that we can encrypt you know, the DNS uh, as well. So we, we can also secure the DNS environment, and we need also to change the mail protocol. And there's quite a few other things that need to be done. Uh, and that's obviously not the role of Qualys, but this is the role of a company like Google and, the, and bigger ones, and but that's something that needs to be done. On the, on the data center side, it's interesting because these new data centers are not just like your network anymore, or like the servers. They are massive data centers, which are very fractal, where you have a lot of virtualization, which means it's, in fact, easier to secure these data centers because even the patching. So, and again, you secure that from the inside. So this is security built in in those data centers either by the providers, and, uh, and I mentioned Microsoft earlier, or Amazon, et cetera, uh, by uh, the, you know, those companies or the SaaS vendors like Salesforce.com. And of course, uh, that's the responsibility now is being shifted from the enterprise to these providers. And then you have the endpoint. And the endpoint is a new 
you know, new battle because suddenly people wake up that the current agent uh, that are used on these laptops are not really done for the job. So you have companies like Qualys, companies like Crosstrack, which have uh, that new architecture of agent. In fact, Qualys had been started well, well be before Crosstrack. Uh, and so today we, in fact, with one single agent, as I mentioned earlier, uh, which is very small and non-intrusive, we can really uh, do many of the security, if you prefer, uh, the, the you, you know the, the the security checks, and uh, that needs to be done. And of course, there's still more to be done. Uh, that's again, security has multiple facets. We need to really solve the problem of password, which gradually we're solving because of the two-factor authentication. The phone becomes now today essentially your your ID. So you could have essentially, as you could see today. Internet banking has become significantly secure because they send you an SMS message, you know, with a code to validate your transaction and so forth. So again, we're slowly moving into that, if you prefer, a word or passwords, which have been essentially crippling us because of their complexity and so many different passwords you need to have and manage. So we're solving that problem. So there's, again, quite a few other problems that we need to solve. So I'm very optimistic for the future. Of course, in the meantime, uh, today with that hybrid environment, for most most companies are are caught with their pants down because they don't have the resources, they don't have the people, they need to move into the cloud. Uh, their workers now are working from home. How do they cope with that? It's very difficult. And of course, the hackers are enjoying it significantly, unfortunately. Uh, but that's where we are. But I'm very optimistic that uh, today the, the the wind of change has arrived. And you could see every security company today trying to move into offering or retooling their solution to become more cloud-based. And uh, how many of those are going to be able to do that? That's another question. But today, of course, those like Qualys, which have already done that since many years, we know the cloud very well, we're extremely well positioned. But that's a question of, of course, of continuing delivering, you know, solution that work, that scale again. As we discussed, have the minimum number of false positive, false negative, if not eliminating them, which is not totally possible, but you can really reduce them. So you could essentially automate and provide that sense of immediacy and accuracy uh, and scale that we discuss. How far do you feel we are from good enough security? So a sufficient level of security on company networks but also on the public network and supported by the relevant law enforcement and other tools to reduce the level of risk online to a level that we can handle a level of acceptability yeah that, that's that's another very good question uh so on the corporate network i'm going to absolutely tell that i'm going to shock a lot of people it's not possible you have you know far too many units if if you want to secure the network you need to secure it uh, through segmentation, you, you need to have very strong access privilege controls and on and on, which means you put so many restrictions that you cannot really use it uh, very effectively anyway. Uh, so this is an old architecture uh, that is disappearing and is going to, we are going to see the shrinkage of the corporate network. So companies today, which should embrace the cloud and do everything they can to essentially uh, reduce the dependency on that network, which, by the way, on the top of that, is extremely expensive because you need to put routers and this and that, and you have SD1s and you have this. I mean, it's absolutely incredibly complex. Uh, so I think the network is starting to shrink. 
and it's going to shrink faster and faster and faster. Just like the mini computer disappeared because of the architecture. So it's a question of architecture, not a question of the quality of the solutions. It's a question of architecture. So the mini computers were very good. You know, I came from that world, so I know that, but they were not capable of distributing the computing power effectively anymore and too costly and too complex to, of course, to manage, etc. The same thing with the corporate network. So that corporate network will shrink pretty big, pretty fast. And I think today the VCs or the fund, you know, you know, the money has realized that. So they are not today. In fact, you see, and COVID has, has essentially been a kind of the wake-up call for the financial industry because they suddenly realize, hey, wait a minute, that thing, things are changing. This solution, they don't, they don't, they don't do what needs to be done. Yes, of course, everything has to be in the cloud. So should I continue investing in those companies? Which have, a, which have the old enterprise client server type of architecture. And of course, today, what they do is that they, they've, they'll reduce their investment and they'll try to essentially save capital uh, and in hope that they could maybe sell the technology. Uh, so we see less and less money going into that old, if you prefer, security industry. And of course, more money going into the new security industry, which is the cloud-based security industry. Uh, and I think COVID is accelerating that. One of the reasons why, for example, our company was able to switch to, let's say, a COVID mode, which means everybody working from home, uh, including globally, very quickly. Uh, in fact, it took us like a week. Why? Because already all of our enterprise applications were in the cloud. All of them. You know, we use Salesforce.com, we use Workdays, etc. All of them, 100% of our enterprise uh, business application were already in the cloud. Second, we're already, because we're global, we already add, in fact, the notion of communication across the internet and not so much across our internal network. So we could flip uh, most of our users essentially going from home that required having an agent on their laptop, which is pretty easy to install. And then, of course, once we do that, suddenly, you know, we were capable of identifying, you know, making sure that these laptops uh, from our workers at home uh, were continuously, uh, we knew about the, the security and compromise posture of those laptops, and we could ensure their security. So we moved into that uh, COVID environment, everybody working from home in a week. Now, if we would have had enterprise uh, software solutions, uh, that would have been much longer because what do you do? How do you access them? They're these, the VPNs, they're these, they're that. You need to buy more of these, of, of these gears, which are expensive, difficult to install, have limited bandwidth capabilities, and on and on and on. What about what governments need to do and uh, intergovernmental organizations and also uh, industry groups, whether that's in banking or manufacturing or retail, to share more cyber intelligence and collaborate more to defend against a, a common adversary so that that has been always a problem of uh, the problem of security the sharing of information uh which you know some companies like microsoft for example have been very active uh, because of course of their presence worldwide to really go after in collaboration you know with the with the authorities after the network of hackers uh, uh ultimately i do believe that once you are in this more in, in this architecture, which are more cloud-based, it's much easier to secure. So the problem is going to subside. It's going to be much harder for the bad guys to really 
take advantage of uh, the, if you prefer, the security holes. And let me give you an example. You look at Microsoft Azure today or at, or at any kind of, of a private cloud. Security is being built, or our own cloud, uh, Qualys Cloud. Security is being built in. And we have the experts, we have the people, we have all the tools that we can build ourselves. We are specialists at that. So you look at the company like Microsoft, like, uh, like Oracle, like Google, etc. they have teams. Uh, so that only today large corporate environments can have today. But we, the specialists, if you prefer, because we are cloud vendors, if you prefer, can hire the people, implement the tools, uh, make the necessary technological changes that we need to do or, or to secure that environment that becomes an environment that our customers are using. Uh, so the problem today, if you look, if you take the bigger picture, large companies today have a very heterogeneous environment. And so they have a double whammy of having to do the digital transformation at this call, which is essentially moving most of their application into cloud-based solutions so they could gain the speed and agility. That's a huge task. This is now very much uh, driven by a new phenomenon in, in computing, which is DevOps, which now the understanding that is not good enough to build solutions, you need to deploy them. So DevOps is essentially the realization that, no, if I build an application, I need also to think about how do I deploy it on a global scale. And that's that merger, if you prefer, of ops and DevOps. And that's working very well. In fact, we at Qualys are absolutely very big proponent of DevOps with, new, with this new architecture like microservices, containers, and on and on. So again, this is the world for specialists. And so a few large companies today have the means, and the means are not so much the dollars. You need to have the people who know how to do that. So some companies are very well positioned. Others are laggard. And then you had, and this is for the large companies, looking for that very special talent, which is hard to find, and competing with the Google, with the Qualys, with everything, to try to bring, to have this, this kind of new talent, if you prefer. And then you have the majority of the company worldwide. So the good news for this company worldwide is that at some point in time, when things move more and more into the cloud, their network is going to be only the endpoints. Everything else is going to be in the cloud. So security is going to be essentially outsourced. And so you will find some managed security service providers, which are going to come, and I, we call them the next generation of managed security service providers, which are to say to companies, mid-market mid companies, look, don't worry about security. We're going to really do everything for you. We're going to manage your network and your transition as you move more and more into the cloud. And that's the new evolution in security. So all of that is going to take time. Obviously, it's not going to happen in one day. But again, as I mentioned earlier, I think we've reached a tipping point. And the good news is that when you reach the tipping point in this kind of computing evolution, things accelerate. Uh, so that's what I think well. So how long is that going to take for us to be in a world where it's going to be easier? Probably, you know, in another five to 10 years. And now in the meantime, of course, to answer your question about the government, sharing information is becoming key, and I think we're getting better at that. Uh, there's more and more initiative from government uh, to essentially capture the information and also go after the bad guys. So this is, I would say, a work in progress. We, we need to do better. We need to be more transparent. We need to share information. 
and uh, and there's some regulation that needs to be done. GDPR, interestingly enough, in Europe, has had the very unintended consequences, which is good. Typically, a lot of, of the regulations, if I may say so, have unintended consequences, which are not that good. But GDPR had a very unintended consequence is that it elevated the problem of security at the board level, which suddenly asked their security people and governance people, so uh, if we are breach, uh, can we demonstrate that we have done everything that needed to be done to secure the, not only the privacy, but the, you know, to protect the privacy and the security of the data for our customers? The answer was, uh, uh, it's going to be difficult, and then what can we do to ensure that? The answer is, oh, we need to pile up more of these enterprise solutions. Obviously, that's not the solution. Too much money, too much cost. So it elevated the debate. And essentially, we saw in our customer base, because of GDPR, companies accelerating their digital transformation. And, I could, and we saw some major banks in Europe having concluded that at the very top level, saying, okay, if, it's not, if we cannot continue piling up the security solution, what's the purpose and what needs to be done? Oh, we need to re-architect. We need to move into, in, into the cloud. So in the past, those companies which were reluctant to move into the cloud because you know, their, their, their teams didn't want to, really to go there because, quite frankly, they didn't know about the cloud. And so they were resisting the change. Suddenly, from the top, it came, okay, because of GDPR, guys, you know, we need to move because the price that we will have to pay if we are breached and we cannot prove that we have done everything possible is pretty hefty, like 4% of our global revenues. Uh, that's a lot of money. So that has given the impetus to quite a few large companies, of, and I know that from experience from our customers. Of course, I cannot give names, uh, but I can tell you some of them are major insurance companies, some of them are large banks. We saw even some government agencies you know, realizing that and essentially accelerating the transformation. And the challenge for them is to find the people like these DevOps people, if you prefer, who can help them do that. Does that make sense? It does. And do we, though, need a clearer legal framework for pursuing cybercrime? So we've talked about hackers, but cybercrime in particular, and especially when your information assets could be anywhere in the world, and therefore prosecuting people who attack them could be anywhere in the world, will be anywhere in the world as well. Yeah, so I think today what we have, unfortunately, is, as you know, uh, you have on one, one, on one hand some government, which are essentially using for political or economical reason. Uh, hackers uh, for to do some bad deeds out there. And so that complicates the problem, obviously, significantly. Uh, the analogy that I have, you know, going back to history, nothing is new, of course, on the planet. If you look, if you look back at the history of the, the, the maritime industry, the, the British became, in fact, a formidable power because they could protect the seafaring line with the British Navy. The French at the time were, in fact, using the pirates to essentially uh, pr protect their fleets, and they were giving authorization or protection to the pirates, like Surcouf in France, uh, that they could attack not the French ships, but the British ships. So 
The same thing is happening here. So you have that kind of a very interesting dilemma where some companies, some have their, have, you know, they essentially have become hackers themselves, either via hackers or even directly. And then on the other end, of course, they need to protect. And then you have the other side where, of course, they need to protect their own citizen, etc. So it's a very complex problem. Uh, what I believe today is it's happening is that I've, as you simplify things, uh, the problem becomes more uh, smaller and therefore there's less incentives uh, for the bad guys you know, to essentially continue their bad deeds because they can't make any money. So you have that kind of, uh, that kind of uh, if you prefer, tug of war between these two components. So what I believe is that as we move more and more and more into the cloud, it's going to become harder and harder for the bad guys to really make money. And therefore, it's going to be also easier to go after them uh, because they have to take bigger risk and on and on. So let's say that the last 10 years or five years, 10 years, they had a field trick, as we said in America, that they, they could enjoy in impunity. They do a lot of things. And of course, there's so many different ways you know, to attack that uh, even a kid of 17 years old could create a lot of damage you know, from anywhere on the planet. So I think these days are starting to change, fortunately. Uh, so I think it got worse before it gets better. I think we're entering an era where it's going to get better. And of course, it requires the security vendor to, of course, evolve. And those who don't evolve, by the way, this is Mother Nature, will not survive. So those who evolve and really, in fact, cloudify, as I call it, their solutions, will, of course, provide better solutions. Uh, when you start to think that it's about building security in instead of bolting security on, as we have been doing in the past, that gives you the sense of architecture that, okay, so that's, a, of course, a different problem. Uh, bolting on is very different than building in. So all of that is in evolution. Uh, you could see today, obviously, the Microsoft, the Azure, the, the Microsoft, the Google, etc. Security is paramount. They cannot get breached, period, because if they are breached, that's pretty bad. And of course, they have significant uh, expertise there. So, and the large companies are also making significant progress. So, today, I believe that we're going to see more and more of uh, of the 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 the, the, the mid market, the lower end of the marketplace, moving more into the cloud, uh, and having only to worry about their endpoints and solution at the endpoint much more easier than the previous one. And again, I'm not criticizing them. But if you look at the semantic uh, agent, antivirus agent, and all, this is all technology and have a much simpler solution that does a job uh, much more easily. Uh, and of course, the, the vendor of the solutions and the operating system providing more tools having the password be, be becoming easier uh, you know, to uh, essentially use. So I, I'm optimistic, but it's not going to happen in, in, in just a few years. It's going to take probably five to 10 years. Philippe Coteau on the complex nature of cyber threats and how the cloud could, over time, make it harder for criminal groups. That, though, is all for this week's episode. Our next programme will be on Tuesday the 15th of December, 
I hope you can join us then, and also for our upcoming special report on Zero Trust, which will appear on our website, securityinsights.co.uk. Meanwhile, you can catch up on past episodes in this series on the website, and of course you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening.